The Austrians are experts at good living. Whether it's topping off a great day with a sweet souffle, savoring its lavish high culture, or just soaking in the Baroque ambience. Hey, what's up, guys? This is episode 144. I'm your host, Nate, and we continue on with D-Cracks Week with uh, Mr. Paul Coyote, a.k.a. Paul Fleischman. How you doing, dude? Uh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> awesome. I've already talked to Matt and Mike, of course, about the new record a little bit. I just I wanted to uh, say congratulations. This thing is super good, dude. I, I fucking love it. I've been listening. I don't have the actual vinyl, of course, but... um. Uh, whatever Mike sent over the link, I've been checking it out, and uh, I love it. Definitely my favorite D-Cracks record. Thank you very much. We're all super proud of it. So how you been doing during the pandemic, man? Uh, pandemics uh, has been putting a lot of strain on all of us, right? Uh, yeah. You know, working from the home office is not, uh, it's not foreign to me, but of course I, I miss seeing all my friends. I, uh, I miss seeing uh, people, you know, <laughs> and I miss, yeah, I miss yeah. playing shows, I miss playing music, uh, I miss seeing my family, you know, and uh, at the same time, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a very busy year, you know, uh, my wife and I had our first kid and uh, yeah, yeah. This is, congratulations. Uh, this is a whole new experience, a beautiful one, of course, but uh, it's... it's uh, <laughs> Uh, very challenging in a way, you know. The, the 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 world has changed, you know. Absolutely, it sucks, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. It it, it uh, I liked it better before, <laughs> you know. Certainly. Uh, 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 having a child is great. This is uh, just amazing, but at the same time, the pandemic is, uh, as I said, putting a lot of strain on on society as a whole. I think and. Uh, it brought out not the best in humankind, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, no, it's brought out some real shitheads, so. Yeah, everywhere, you know, it's, it's, uh, also in Austria, it's, it's, uh, it's frightening. It, uh, it, it's, uh, it's very scary to, to, uh, watch the news or, uh, open the newspaper. So I, I try to, to, uh, you know, keep my media consumption to a healthy level <laughs> <laughs> still too much man yeah it's, it's the same thing here you can't it's you know we have the pandemic and uh politics it's just it's just a fucking mess yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been following that of course so uh, it's uh, a brave new world it's a uh, strange times <laughs> <laughs> so so uh you've been working from home um i see you I don't know exactly when, but you helped uh, translate the Bad Religion book. Yeah, this is. Uh, uh, I work as a freelance translator and uh, mostly uh, autobiographies and biographies, and uh, I've been doing this for eight, eight or nine years. Uh, I've translated books uh, about. You mentioned Kiss earlier, so uh, I, 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 there's two Kiss books that I translated. I translated a, a Van Halen memoir by a former manager. I, I translated uh, John Fogerty of CCR's uh, autobiography, but also wow, also stuff like like Brooke Shields' memoirs and Olivia Newton-John's memoirs. Actually, the Better Lips no project was. Uh, I pitched that to the publishing house that uh, that uh, hires me for the projects, and yeah, they they believed me when I told them that uh, that would do good for them, and uh, it was a pleasure to translate it. The Bad Religion has always been one of my favorite bands, so uh, it was an honor and a pleasure to be involved with that project. Yes. 
so you you got to pitch yourself to them. I mean, do you just start? Do you just go off about how big of a fan you are and shit like that? Uh, uh, or do you try to stay professional <laughs> with the bad religion book? Uh, I mean, when they pitch a book a book to me, of course, I always tell them how big of a fan I am of Olivia Newton John or Brooke Shields. You know, just to. <laughs> yeah. Just to make them feel comfortable, but with the bad religion book, yeah, I, I just uh, I was not actually on on like begging on my knees, but I told them, yeah, <laughs> yeah, listen, do me a favor, just just try to 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 get this book and 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 have me translate it so that it's uh, yeah, it was uh, was just uh, something that I really wanted to do and. And in the end, they 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 gave in, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, in my top five of my of, of of the projects that I I was involved in so far. Yeah, I mean, just to have your name on the back of of something like that, it's just got to be extra cool. It's uh, it's good for the ego, <laughs> and bad for the <laughs> ego at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. I just thought it was so cool, you know, like just. You, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of your of your bands and shit, and uh, just to see you involved with a band that you loved so much, uh, thank, uh, thank just kind of so much, yeah, you know, it, it meant a lot cool. to me. Yes, <laughs> awesome. So, other than work, I mean, you're sitting at home. You've been writing new songs and shit. Uh, yeah, occasionally. Uh, uh, I used to be much more uh, prolific when when I was in my twenties. Now I'm, I guess, I'm, I'm, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> Uh, very picky about about uh, my own material, so it's uh, it's it's a, it's a, a slower process, and at the same time, you know, it's what do I sing about? You know, it, it's like what do I want? Um, what songs do I want to write? You know, and then uh, yeah, uh, during a pandemic, you know, like this, I, I can go and write about that all the time. You know, and, and that drives you crazy, or you just try to use your songwriting as a tool for escapism, you know, to escape from 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 the situation you're in, you that you find yourself in sometimes. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, over the years, you 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 gather more and more influences. They become more diverse, and and uh, your tastes. Uh, become a little bit more eclectic and you just ask yourself so is this really is this a Radcliffe song at all and of course that's all bullshit because they're all Radcliffe songs if I want them to be <laughs> yeah I, I I mean I can't see the Radcliffe's not being you know one of the best like Ramones core bands out there so I hope you don't change too much <laughs> wow that's that's a great Great praise. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Dude, that, that fucking, that Hell Mental, what, what came out like almost almost two years ago, Almost I think. two years ago. Uh, oh, man. So good. Was released in early March, I think. Yeah, of uh, 2019. We did a little touring around that, uh, around the release date and uh, yeah, had some fun with that. It was, was uh, great to... to how do I phrase this to get this project off my chest? Because I, I wanted to see uh, the, the songs on Hell Mantle are actually most of them, or at least fifty percent of them, uh, date back to the very earliest days of the Redcliffs, uh, mid two thousands. You know, and I, wow. I always wanted to record them, and and uh, the original lineup. Uh, well, for one reason or the other, we never got around to record the bulk of them, you know. Before before uh, the two LPs, we uh, only had two 7-inches, two 7-inch EPs. And mm -hmm. there's only so and so many songs that you can put on a format like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
so do you do most of the writing? Do you write everything just by yourself with Radcliffe's? In the Radcliffe's, it's just me writing, yeah. Uh, I'm open for collaboration, I guess, but yeah, it's... It's... Uh, it, it, it's... Mostly based on, on my songwriting, uh, and I usually prefer to write alone. Uh, it's yeah. I, I sit down on, on the couch or or stand up in my my home office and, and, and just try to come up with, with a reasonable chord progression. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. try to string together a few chords, or, or uh, just come up with some. Consult my my uh, little notebook and uh, <laughs> a list of song titles that I, I want to use, and then it's it's a uh, how how do I phrase this? It, it's a uh, without sounding corny. Uh, it's a, it's a magical process. <laughs> it, it's 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 great fun to write a song. It's uh, I, I get great pleasure uh, out of finishing a song and and uh, demo it for myself and and uh, show it to somebody. That's only the beginning of of the song's journey in a way because uh, before you get to the to rehearsal space and play it with people and and some some some. You know, a little later, you you might even get to record it, and uh, that's just uh, something very special. That's uh, that brings great um, enjoyment, great pleasure. <laughs> so you write these songs, and of course, Matt Matt played on the last record. Um, yes. How? What is that like? You got to present these songs to him. Obviously, he's a great songwriter. Are you ever kind of nervous that you know? He's gonna. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he's gonna do justice playing them, but is he gonna? Is he ever critique you or yeah, want to change anything he, on you? He not critique. Yeah, it's it's more like uh, he suggests certain changes, and I say I don't react to it. And uh, <laughs> no, it's like uh, it's like uh, they're my songs, and and uh, with Radcliffe's, I'm I'm. I'm rather stubborn, you know. In in, in a studio situation, he's uh, he he knows he, he makes great su- suggestions and great recommendations and uh, uh, yeah, but but the songs usually stay as they are. I'm I'm not very flexible. I'm afraid. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it sounds as if I was not the easiest person to work with. Sometimes, yeah, maybe I'm not. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, he usually likes my songs the way they are. So yeah, and the other way around, of course, too. So I hope there's some more uh, Ratcliffs in the future, dude. That last record was the best shit. I fucking loved it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, that, that's that's uh, it's very motivational. Also, it's uh, yeah, I've been doing some soul searching in in regard to Ratcliffs, and uh, it's it's a little bit more difficult these days to. You know, to to get together and 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 play the songs. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's it's been a while and it's very different from the from the time when when Redcliffs first started out. You know, uh, the band first started in two thousand five, and we were playing regularly throughout. 2012, 13. Then, then it was like uh, the the original lineup basically fell apart and everybody went their ways. But uh, Matthias, of course, helped Radcliffe to continue. You know, and uh, that. So, but, but when we get together, we mostly play D cracks. We uh, <laughs> it's 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 for a while we we had a. Uh, a Radcliffe song and the Decrack set too, but we hardly ever play any any Radcliffe songs anymore. So, <laughs> what song was what song would uh, Decrax play? Uh, we played uh, "Let's Take a Walk" from the uh, first seven inch uh, Junkyard Barbecue that came out yeah. in two thousand nine on monster zero records it was actually uh, monster zero records number two but it was the first original release on monster zero records 
Monster Zero Records number one, if I'm not completely mistaken, was uh, Banana Mugwams. Brain. Banana Brain by yeah. Mugwams, but that came out earlier on vinyl on uh, on another record label and uh, was re-released uh, on CD. And uh, sh shortly after that, uh, Kevin uh, released the first uh, Radcliffe 7-inch. Awesome. So, how did you get hooked up with Kevin then? Just from playing shows and shit with uh, Apers? And yeah, stuff? Uh, just just a week ago, we we were talking when we got to know each other. It it, it maybe twenty years ago. He he played Innsbruck, my hometown, with the Apers uh, quite regularly back then. And so, yeah, if you know Kevin, he's, he's a rather approachable guy. And and uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A great conversationalist so yeah when he when he moved to Innsbruck uh, he used to live with me in an apartment for for a couple months cool and yeah that's that's uh, how we really got to know each other yeah but ever since he's been living in Innsbruck yeah we see each other quite often yeah nice yeah everybody's you know Everybody's great friends here, and then uh, we feel kind of privileged to to get to hang out with the dude on on a lot of occasions. Yeah, he's a you know what I mean. I mean, I consider him to be just a fucking punk rock legend. You know, just from Apers alone, but Monster Zero, just a such an important label for not just over there, but for here. You know, he's put out so many good fucking records. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a it's a it's wonderful to be a part of the Monster Zero family from from very early on, and uh, I have nothing but respect for him. It's it's a legendary. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, yeah. The record label is great. Apers are a great band, and uh, it's like I consider him to be a friend of mine. So so it's it's like. Uh, he, to me, he's not Kevin Ape, punk rock legend. He's uh, <laughs> Kevin, my 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 good buddy, my good friend. So, yeah, well, fuck, he he runs a great label. I just have all the respect for him, you know. So, hope he keeps doing it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's he's sort of been dipping into the metal metal a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, for quite I get a, a while, little nervous sometimes. Uh, so, uh, with his. Um, Thrash metal group, uh, Insanity Alert. That's that's a fun fact. Uh, drummer in in uh, Insanity Alert, uh, Claymy. He uh, played the drums on the first uh, Redcliffs LP. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> you know. I, it was completely an different sound. So. And I just uh, wanted to get the songs recorded. And and Claymy's one of my best friends in the world. And his brother. Uh, the same thing. Who plays guitar and and uh, did the 
all the studio stuff on on uh, Bubblegum Warfare. He's also one of, of, of the best friends in the world that I have. So uh, it's a tight-knit community, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Insanity Alert. Life, they're just uh, a force to be reckoned with. It's, it's uh, just amazing to to see them live. Yeah, it's it's uh, great to be. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, they they've never played the U.S. so far, and I hope they can do in the future. And whenever they do, I hope you can uh, see a show for yourself. It looks like a lot of fun. Kevin's always having fun with props and yeah, and just his his onstage banner. I I watched a video just a few weeks ago. Uh, they were playing on a beach somewhere. And it was like, holy shit, what the... F- I mean, how do you play on a beach, you know? I think that that must have been in, in Sardinia, an, an island off the coast of Italy. Uh, from a few years back, uh, they played at the festival there. And yeah, it, it's, hmm. uh, it, it's kind of otherworldly, even. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I got my fingers crossed for some new Ratcliffs in, the, in the soon, you know. Yeah, me too. I'm, <laughs> I'm open. <laughs> I'm, I'm open for that. It's, it's, uh, of course, Ratcliffs. That's, that's my, uh, it's my brainchild, and and it's my passion, and uh, that's, uh, it's always been a great uh, platform to, to get my creative ideas across on you know it's it's uh, yeah. something that i've always enjoyed doing uh it's great to play now with with uh with matthias and and uh, manu uh, who used to be the bass player of d cracks before i joined uh he he drummed on on the hellmantle record he, he's he's in dorkatron now i got no time on weekends and i got no time at night no sense making a guy Books right by my side I need more time to study And I need less time for sleep The extra meditation Is very going deep The older guys at school They give me these little pills So I trade in weed and sleep For concentrate and for command So I trade in weed and sleep For life that I don't need I need, I need Great band. Yeah, love them too. Radcliffe is uh, just a great opportunity for me also to play with a lot of great friends who helped me along the way, you know. The very first demo that we did in 2005, it was uh, Chris and Andy from the Mugwams actually playing with me on, on that. We, that was what I call the, the, the MySpace era and, and the very <laughs> the yeah. first songs that we had on, on, on this uh, social media, up on this social media platform, uh, that those versions of, of, of these songs back then uh, featured and, uh, Andy on drums and, and Chris on, on guitar. Yeah. That's awesome. The pool of, of dudes that you get to play with, members of, you know, Dorkatron and D cracks and mugwumps it's it's insane to even think about it just because those bands you know we don't get to see them ever so it's so it's maybe maybe it's a little different for us but 
Yeah, and not only playing with them, I consider all of these people my friends, and I think it's something yeah. that you cannot put a price tag on. And uh, I know most of them, even I knew most of them even before there was Red Cliffs or basically before there were any of our bands. So it it, it grew around me, and and I grew in a way. I grew up with that also, and and. Uh, it's been a, a great, great journey so far. <laughs> so let's get back to D-Cracks. Um, I talked to Matt and Mike just about, you know, not being able to play shows. And D-Cracks have always been this, uh, you know, touring machine, it seems like, everywhere but here, you know. But um, <laughs> um, I, I, I suppose, are you going to be able to, are you looking forward to get to getting back out there and hitting the road? Or is it going to be a little tougher now with a... With a child, <laughs> I actually don't know yet. It's uh, definitely yeah. gonna be more difficult with a child, you know, because that's where my responsibility is, and uh, yeah. this is uh, the most important thing in my life now. And uh, but we'll see, you know. You never know. It's like uh, for now, in in the the world situation that we all find ourselves in right now. It's. It makes me wonder if if uh, it's ever going to be normal again or like it used to be. It's like for yeah. now you really have to live off memories, and, and that's just uh, the weirdest thought, you know. It's like uh, at the same time I I, I I feel super blessed to have been uh, a part of that, especially with D cracks for the last seven years i think yeah you know to, to have been to japan or canada and uh, mexico and all over europe i was presented with the great great opportunity to to uh go on tour with cj ramon and his band you know that that's yeah uh, we, we talk that's awesome childhood dreams you know it's like uh ramones are <laughs> just uh, the greatest band of all time period and uh uh and and cj was was of course uh one of the reasons why i ever picked up a bass guitar in the first place so that was uh something else it was like the the surreal every day was surreal and and uh with decracks i have, have so many uh great memories that uh are in a way surreal, you know? All the places yeah. that, that we played and, and uh, the sheer amount of shows that we did. <laughs> of all the places that you guys have played, and it seems like you've played the everywhere in the world, um, is there anywhere you still want to go and play if you could? And what's been uh, maybe like a, a surprise place? Like Turkey, you guys played in Turkey. To me, that doesn't seem like a place where you could go and like, have a really good show but maybe i'm wrong but are there any surprise places that you were uh you know just places that you were surprised that turned out to be really cool um maybe surprised is the wrong word because uh i i always try to go in without any biases but i was surprised how cool turkey turned out to be uh our shows in in israel were very well received I really enjoyed cool. the, the show that we did in, in Russia in, in 2019. Well, let's put it this way. I have, uh, I have no places that I, I would not like to go back, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mexico was an adventure, <laughs> but it was also yeah. just uh, a great vibe there, you know? People that we were involved with there, they, they live and, and breathe punk rock and rock and roll. And, and I can only recommend every band to go there. And, and that, go, that just goes for the most places. Go, go somewhere new, try something different. Yeah. Be yourself. <laughs> I think it's funny that of all the places you guys have played, it'd be most shocking if you played in the United States. <laughs> you know it's yeah, probably probably it, the one that's not gonna happen hopefully it does uh, but you know well you never know yeah you never know it's like never say never but uh back then i i was not playing with them so 
uh, I can still legally go to the United <laughs> States. Yeah, uh, so Radcliffe can play here. Maybe I just go and and call myself Radcliffe, Paul of Ecrax <laughs> or something. And uh, <laughs> nah, I don't know. It's like like uh, U.S. is it's a, it's really a shame that Ecrax are banned from from a place like that. It sucks, dude. Have you ever visited here? Just on your own? Uh, I have family uh, in, on the outskirts of Philadelphia. Okay. And they've been living in the United States for over 30 years. So I've been seven or eight times to uh, Philadelphia and before that also to New York State where they used to reside in the 90s. So... Cool. I, I've been to the United States quite a lot, yeah. Always enjoyed it, also. I, I I don't live out there, you know. I live in the Midwest, so it's a little less a uh, little less exciting, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I I live in in Tyrol, sur- surrounded by mountains, and uh, if you have that every day, you you think it's not it's not this exciting, also. But not what can you do? Hopefully, D Cracks can uh, get a part and you know, and are uh, <laughs> able to play here at some point. I'd love to see you guys. I've never seen D Cracks, uh, obviously with you or without you. So can't wait. But I talked to those guys. If you guys make it back to Canada, I'll uh, I'll make the trip. Okay, cool. Uh, I remember when we played in uh, what was the play? What was the town? I think it was London, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Hamilton, Ontario. Quite a, a few. Uh, Americans came up to see D Cracks and uh, was really cool. Yeah, London is, it's not real close to me, but it's probably the closest that you got last time. But it's still quite the drive for me. But I've been there before. It's, got, it's, it's a cool probably city, like, so. like seven or eight hours. Uh, Probably 10 or 12 from me. Uh. Yeah, see, I got to go around a big lake. That's the problem. So okay, yeah, yeah. I got to go to Chicago and then like back up to Detroit and then over. So it's a little further, but worth it'll be worth the drive if I get to make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man. So, what do you think of the new album? I mean, um obviously you like it, but um where do you think it sits in the in the D Cracks uh, discography? For me personally, uh now, when you listen to the early stuff that you didn't play on, do you do you look at those albums a little differently? Uh, well, I play those songs quite. Uh, I also have played them, all these songs quite uh, often uh, at live shows. You know. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty familiar with, with the the early output. Uh, for me, um, Beyond Medication was all, always the best one, but I think the new one uh, is. It's it's a tie between those two. Ah oh, man, I I go Sonic Delusions. For me personally, Sonic Delusions and the new one. I love Sonic Delusions. It's hard to Sonic Delusions is a is a is a good one also. It's a great one. It has me, you know. Oh well, yeah. Well, I'm not I'm not just saying that to kiss your ass or anything, but no, I really love that record and this one. I think once I get it and I can actually hold it and play it and really hear it, then you know that might sway my decision for it to be the favorite but yeah sonic delusions is just a just a fucking masterpiece but uh this one's not too far behind (laughs) very kind yeah it's uh it's uh always a little difficult if you're uh if you if you're uh on the record yourself it's uh it it changes the the relationship that you have with uh, a certain album Definitely, it's definitely something that I'm I'm proud of. Also, the Beyond Medication record, which is maybe my personal favorite, along with the new one, <laughs> uh, it's it has great punch, you know. And and uh, I I really uh, when it came out, I saw it as a as a great step forward for D Cracks. Even that that was before I joined, and yeah. uh, uh, sonically and, and songwriting wise, and uh, that's always been my favorite. But Sonic Delusions, my personal relationship with that record will always 
you know, connected to all the, the, the touring that we did around that record. Yeah. So how did you get in D-Cracks? Hmm. Uh, I've known Matthias for 20 years. 20 years ago, we with our with the bands that we played in back then, we, we got to play a show together. And then, uh, so, yeah, that was in 2001. And then years later, uh, Red Cliffs and D-Cracks found themselves on the same bill on, on quite on a regular basis. And when Red Cliffs started uh, to have uh, lineup troubles, um, you know, uh, Mike stepped in and helped us out with a, with a tour. He played with uh, he played with Radcliffe in two thousand nine. So yeah, we 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 just got friendly uh, along the way, and uh, it's it it was just a uh, I don't know. I first played with them in two thousand eleven. They needed a bass player for a short trip to the United Kingdom. Uh, that was my my first tour with them, and then in two thousand fourteen. Three years after that, it became steadier. Uh, <laughs> from then on, I think I played like 90% of the shows, cool. if not more. And yeah, it's like if you're into this kind of music and if you share uh, a passion for this kind of music and for playing and being in a band, you have to stick together and... It just made sense when when uh, when Mano could not play with them anymore, for me to 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 step in and and it it just grew organically from there, I guess. So yeah, that was in 2014, and uh, we've but we've been we've known each other for a very long time. Yeah, like like Matthias, uh, I've I've known him for for 20 years. D cracks are they're just a fucking powerhouse. You know, I mean they've been around for what, ten years, not ten, eleven years, whatever it is. As D cracks, I guess, since the first record, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um But they're just, just fucking legends. I mean, it's just the whole thing. It's like I can't leave them out of the conversation anymore of like the <laughs> of the greats. You know, we talk about Screeching Weasel, we talk about the queers, I mean these these great classic bands, but it's so tough not to just have D-Cracks there at, at this point, you know? I mean, four it's, albums it's are fucking... It's always been a great honor for me also to play with them. They're, uh, they're into... They, they, they want to do stuff, you know? They're, they're you know, in a way, uh, they're hyperactive personalities, <laughs> both in their very own ways, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, but most of all, they, they are, they're my friends, you know? It's like like that... They are people that I, 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 I care about, you know, and uh, it's even before I, I became more involved with them as their bass player, uh, it was I was in awe of their approach to, to the whole band thing, you know, how, how they, they really wanted to do things. They wanted to go on tour. They wanted to put out records. They it was uh, always something that, that uh, I admired. Both those guys are just, it seems like they have so much going on all the time. You know, like Mike's got his projects, Matt's got his projects. Obviously, he's playing in Ratcliffe's <laughs> with you. It's like, it's like, yeah, they can't sit still. I think it's fucking awesome because, you know, if you sit still a little too long, you, you know, just get a little stale. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, they don't. <laughs> they no. don't sit still. They don't sit still for a long time. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, right now, as we talk, uh, Mike is playing a show. <laughs> uh, he's doing this uh, live broadcast with his uh, with the band he's in with his brother. You know, the hockey themed group. Yep, yep. Yes, yeah, uh, I watched the first thirty minutes, and uh, it's just I, I get to see. Both of them, uh, when I'm not on stage with them, I, I still uh, get to see them with other groups also. This is uh, the, so I, I, I see what these guys are, are doing, you know, because when we play together, uh, I've, 
I do not really turn around and, and uh, <laughs> watch Mike play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we, we're not really flirtatious uh, on stage, especially. You know, it's like there's there's not oh there's not much uh, conversation going on between. Uh, not 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 when we when we are playing a song. You know, it's like like uh, I, I don't that there's too much going on on stage, so I cannot really uh, uh, just sit back and, and enjoy the show, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but uh, when they play with the other projects, like Matthias with, uh, with, with Jagger Holly and Mike with the thousand projects that he's involved in, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's always great. And uh, in, at the risk of sounding corny, it, it's like like I'm, I'm super proud of the boys. Yeah, that's cool. What I think is cool is like there's no... Maybe there's ego there, but it doesn't seem to, uh, you guys can each, you know, Matt can go play with Jagger Holly and, and, and Mike can go do play with isotopes or whoever he's going to play with this month. And you got your project, (laughs) but yet you can kind of just, when D cracks are the thing, they are the thing, you know, and everybody knows it. And you know what I mean? That's like the focus, all the outside noise doesn't matter. In a situation like this, you need to have mutual respect for for each other's projects. But yeah, uh, when we play together as D-Cracks, it's D-Cracks and you go out there and you give 110% and (laughs) just uh, try to enjoy the ride. Yeah, I mean... I watch these videos on YouTube. I, you know, watch that the live sessions and shit. D cracks are so good live. Honestly, like personally, do you know how good you guys sound live? Can you look at it different because you haven't been in the band for for sixteen years or whatever, seventeen, eighteen, whatever it is now? Well, maybe I can, yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, I remember not being in the band and and. Uh, seeing them open for bad religion for example and i was blown away seeing them uh, on a, a great on a, on, a, on a huge stage and uh doing the same thing that they do when they play on a little in, in a little club or something you know it's it's uh so before i joined d cracks was definitely one of my favorite live bands you know it's like it's really in your face, and and it's uh it's great also to be a part of it uh, on stage. It uh, it's a great rush of energy, and uh, that's one of the biggest downsides of the whole pandemic. You know, it's like like uh, uh, I definitely miss that rush. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, playing shows. Especially with D cracks, also with Radcliffe, but with D cracks, it, it was uh, uh, more frequent and at uh, great, at, at small and great stages. <laughs> Yesterday or a couple days ago, whatever day it was, uh, the new D cracks video came out for We Can't Help It. Yeah. So nice acting, right? <laughs> Were you involved in that? Was that your hand in any of those socks or anything? Um, you know, uh, I live in a different city okay. and uh, traveling is rather complicated right now. Yeah. So when, especially uh, as I'm really busy with my family and my job, so I did not really make the, I did not really travel out to Vienna. So it's not my hand. Uh, if, <laughs> if this is, uh, uh, I don't know who was in my sock. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it's, uh, as far as I know, it's uh, Matthias' hand in his own sock, and is is uh, and Mike does his own sock. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really, really enjoy the video, though. It's, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fun. It's I, I really enjoy how it turned out. Yeah. 
gotta ask you, what's your favorite song on the new record? I asked the other guys, they, they never answer. But maybe you will. Uh, that's why I gave the record a spin before I talked, before I, I uh, started this interview. And there's actually like four or five or even <laughs> six songs that I really, really enjoy. So Same with me, uh, man. It's hard. This yeah, one's a really tough one to choose. I, I think Wait, Wait On is, is uh, one of my favorite songs. I really like Lost in the Middle. Mm, yeah. Samurai Challenge has, has a really, really specific vibe. The, it's, it's a very original one. The, the other guys did not uh, say what their favorite songs were. I don't remember. Yeah, they were okay. kind of like not really. Well, give me just give me a sec. Um, uh, bu- bu- I really like the "We Can't Help It" is definitely a favorite. The window is also something that I enjoy. There, there's um, I say four or five songs that uh, <laughs> are. My favorites. <laughs> I'm the same, dude. It's it's so tough, but I think if I, I don't know. I really like uh, "Don't Turn Your Heart Off" and um, and uh, "Don't Throw It Away." Oh, cool. Those are probably my. Ah, it's tough though, man. Yeah, dude. It's it's so good. Yeah, thank you. People are gonna uh-huh. love this one, you know. I hope so. We did not uh, make it to to. Make everybody hate the new record. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? I like the cover, dude. D-Cracks have always had cool album covers. I don't know. They're all different enough, but they're all just so cool. And uh, I don't know if this is my favorite one. It might be my favorite one. It's cool. It's different. Yeah, it has a has a very unique vibe, I think. So, yeah. Uh, I like it also. Yeah. I can really listen to it. <laughs> I think people are going to... I think this is the album this year that people are... Last year was kind of crazy with the amount of new material we had you know everyone had a new record last year it seemed like and um not this year this year's gonna be a little slower i think and i think this is probably the most anticipated one. Oh, i hope so bring my anxiety level up <laughs> dude i can't even i can't even think of another one besides you know the albums that i'm releasing i can't even think of any that i'm really looking forward to maybe a couple a couple that come to mind but you know, they're, they're... It's still early in the year, though, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. But yeah, this is probably going to be on everybody's list at the end of the year. Well, it's going to be on everybody's list at the end of the year. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, it's great. Uh, fa- thank you for, for also for keeping the spirit alive. It's, uh, it's something that I appreciate a lot, you know? It's like uh, when I first started to listen to music that uh, this kind of music that, that we love so much, uh, I don't know uh, if, if I would have thought that it, it was going to, to last for, you know, 25 years, 30 years, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, it's surreal in a way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, I've been listening to this stuff for, I don't know, like 27 28 years something like that. And it's like, I uh, still. Yeah, yeah, I see what you did there 27 years, yeah, well... huh? I kind of thought about it. it was like, well, no, it's a little bit longer than that, but around 93, 92, 93, 90, 94, yeah. yeah, but it's like, it. I just, sometimes I sit back and I think, am I ever going to grow up? You know, am I ever going <laughs> to, am I going to grow out of this? And it's like, well, after you, a couple decades, it's like, probably not. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life is listen to this shit, so. Yeah, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it makes me wonder, you know, if, if uh, my, my daughter, if, if she, when she grows a little older, uh, my 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 punk rock record collection it's going to be <laughs> what what is it going to be to her? You know, is it going to be like in like like the the jazz record collection of my grandfather, or it's it's just uh, the whole a whole new perspective of yeah. uh, of, of looking at things? You know. So how 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 old is your daughter now? Uh, she's going to be four months on Monday. Nice. My youngest is, um, he's almost, he turns four and a half next month. So. Okay. So yeah, congratulations again on that. But yeah, she's going to have, um, my kids are the same way. I don't think my kids are going to want my record collection. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It it just makes me wonder. It's going to be something, I don't know, maybe it's going to be something completely outlandish to her, you know, on a, on a very outdated format. <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's not something that I'm going to push 
on her in yeah. any way. So if she's interested, uh, music in general, this is something. Uh, there's going to be music in our household all the time, period. My my wife's a music lover too. So, uh, But our taste can be very eclectic also at times. So it's, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I think you agree, but I think think uh, children should have music in their life. It's, yeah. it's something that uh, just uh, makes you grow as a person in a way. It's better to have music in your life than not have any music in your life. Absolutely. <laughs> does your uh, does your wife like D cracks? Oh uh, yes, she does. Of course. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just as I mentioned earlier, it's it's more like uh, on a so that this is our circle of friends, you know. Yeah. As I told you, uh, Kevin lives in Innsbruck. He's a great friend, and and I'm also great friends with, with the <clears throat> the whole Insanity Alert crew. Um, Magwams are from Innsbruck also. They they've been friends for for twenty years, and uh, well, Jay. Uh, He's been living here now for a while also, and, and, and I consider him to be a great friend, uh, some somebody that I value a lot. And this is, this is uh, yeah, it is very special because when I grew up, uh, I was the only person I knew who liked the music that I liked, you know? And I, I always stuck with it, you know? It was not like, uh, you know, if, if, if you're into this kind of music, you you definitely get shit along the way from the other kids, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. It's not like it, it, for some strange reason, uh, it, it was punk rock or pop punk or whatever you want to call it. It was not super popular. Oh, no. It's And, and it, it does not, uh, it still does not really add up to me because it's so, It's it, maybe it's just the way that, that you and I are wired up, upstairs, you know? Because I find it, it is the catchiest music in the world and, and uh, it's, just perfectly expresses the person that I am and, and uh, the way I feel about most things. And yeah, it's like like uh, still today and it's never going to change. It's always going to be this way, you know? Yeah. It's like, like uh, I'm okay this with is it. Not a, this is not a, a phase of your life, you know? <laughs> You're not, we are not going to outgrow it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at this point. It's too late for that, so... Some yeah, people it's did. It's too I just, late to change. It's too late to change. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to change, man. I love it, and uh, it. It just. Yeah. Some days it's just <laughs> like, man, I can't believe I'm still listening to uh, my brain hurts. You know, after all these fucking years, it's still my favorite record. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, this defines you as a person, also. You know, it's 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 also uh, there's an element of of loyalty. I think you know, it's like like that. I've that I also feel towards certain records, you know, they are more than just records. They, over the years, they, they, they became uh, a part of, of who you are. They, they define you. And, uh, uh, this is something not to be ashamed of. You yeah. know, it's like, it makes you wonder who you would have turned out to be, if not for those records. Oh, you, know? you can't even imagine. I mean, my life yeah, is, I, it it revolves around punk rock sometimes you know i do the podcast and i do a label yeah, and it's yeah, like sure. i still have the the same kind of passion i i want to talk about it with people and i want to i want to put out records by bands i love not because they they need help but because i want to be involved somehow for some strange reason and uh yeah, yeah i just yeah. i just fucking Definitely. love it dude the, the feeling that the the adrenaline rush that I got when I, I entered a bar and, and ran into people who had like a Lillington's uh, shirt on or uh, <laughs> or a Ramones shirt, you know, it's it's a uh, b- before all of these things got co-opted, you know, it's uh, was like uh, in in the late nineties, no nobody wore uh, uh, Chuck Taylors here except for people who were into at least uh guitar oriented music yeah you know yeah i i remember those days <laughs> dude yeah it's just uh the uh, the kind of people who wore uh long sleeve shirts uh underneath their band shirts <laughs> yeah but um yeah it's just one of those things i've always had a passion for and i'm just i don't know i i'm never going to grow out of it at this point i just i just kind of embrace it now you know especially sure. because of the podcast you know 
Because I get to yeah. talk to you guys. I get to talk to people that I would not normally, I'll never meet, you know? Maybe. It really helps bring people together, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a great platform. It certainly brings me together with, with you and Matt and Mike. And it's been doing these three episodes has been really special for me because I look at D-Cracks as one of the greatest fucking bands ever. And certainly of the last, you know, 10 years, certainly one of the best. I don't know. It's really been a pleasure for me just to, uh, to do this with you guys. Yeah. Thanks so much also for your effort. Hey, I was before I let you go, I completely forgot Mike told me to ask you <laughs> about your time in Russia. Oh, my time in Russia. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything uh, about s- Russian um, <laughs> shenanigans, so let me have it. Uh, R- Russia is full of shenanigans, and it is <laughs> the most random country in the world. And uh, it's like, uh, let's put it this way, and let's be a little cryptic about it. A lot of great things and a lot of uh, very weird things happened to me there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, I highly recommend everybody to travel there because it's just a super fascinating place and I, I really like the people there. But it was, uh, I was also very young when, when, I, when I lived there. Uh, I, I studied there for, was it six or seven months, something like that. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Not the easiest time in my life, but but I learned a lot there. Uh, I learned to speak Russian fluently. Unfortunately, I got a little bit rusty. But yeah, it's always great to go back there. So it was just fantastic to play a show there in 2019 with D-Cracks. But yeah, uh, let me tell you, it's also whenever you just one piece of advice whenever you go to <laughs> russia just just uh be careful uh uh when you go out it, it, it it's also a dangerous place <laughs> yeah but yeah it's it's like like most like most places in the world <laughs> what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you there that you can talk I about i got kidnapped <laughs> on my fifth day what yeah it was was uh probably thinking back it was maybe the worst day in my life or maybe the second worst day. <laughs> I got hit by a car when I was 13. That was also, it's a close contender for the worst day of my life. But getting kidnapped in Russia on my fifth day, that was something else. That was super scary. Who, who kidnapped you? Who kidnapped you? Uh, just random gangsters really? i guess i was at, i was at the bar uh with a friend and i went home to the dormitory and on my way there uh i i'm pretty sure that they that they over must have overheard me talk in german or something at the bar so they thought i was a foreigner from western europe so I, of course i'm super rich which I'm not. Uh, I was just a regular <laughs> yeah. student, yeah. And, and they they shoved me into a car, and then they they took me for a ride, and then took away my wallet or, or not everything that was in my wallet, and uh, yeah, my cash and and my glasses. That was that was a dick move. <laughs> that, uh, it was just not the uh, the funnest night out ever. Wow. How long? <laughs> Let's leave. How how do you how how do you escape that? Did they just drop you off somewhere or what? Uh yeah, they they uh they threw me out of the, of the driving vehicle. Jesus. <laughs> and I, I landed on my face, so oh, I was man. out of it for a certain amount of time and then I just uh I, I, I lost my short term memory for, for a little while and uh just wandered about the streets of Russia just to to figure out who I was. Uh, well, in the end, everything turned out okay, semi-okay, you know. It was like uh, I was kind of afraid to, to leave the dormitory for a week or so, but uh, I decided to stay there for the rest of, of the semester and, and had a, a reasonably great time there. So I don't regret that, but that was just not the coolest night ever. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like... Um, when you come from a small town in Austria, it's it's really was uh, <laughs> was quite difficult to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. That sucks, yeah. dude. Yeah, it totally did. 
uh, I did not have much cash on me, uh, but I remember they stole my my uh, my member card for the for the local video store in Austria in Innsbruck, you know, <laughs> because it was a, a silver the, the 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 card was silver. Oh, so they thought uh, it was like a credit card. So, or so they thought it must be very valuable. Those those stupid assholes. But yeah, you know, whenever they 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 come to Innsbruck, they can go and and rent all the <laughs> movie classics from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened to the to these people. Oh man, they're probably dead now. <laughs> that's that's nuts. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that, dude. Well, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad they just, you know, they didn't yeah, kill yeah, you or something. It could have been worse. Now, I, uh, <laughs> strangely enough, I find it scarier now than I found it back in the day. You know, it was like when you. It happened to me when I was 23, and I'm 38 now. So when you're 38 and you and you're a father yourself now. Yeah. So you you uh, it changes your perspective. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like something. Yeah, it happened to me. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I surely can sympathize more with my parents now. You know, it's like they 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 must have had uh, it, it must have uh, scared the living daylights out. Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I can't even imagine. You know, that really makes me uh, not want my kids to grow up. <laughs> I want them to stay young and and innocent and safe yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. Stay in a place where you can protect them all the time. Yeah, I, don't let them go to Russia. <laughs> That's what I won't let them do. Yeah, yeah, but it's like uh, it's it's funny, you know. You're you as an America, and to me, America is also it, it can be a scary place, also. But I, I've been there so many times, so I know it, it's mostly a safe place to go. It's like um, I was very young and then and, and careless back then, you know. Yeah. Being 23 and uh, being free to go out uh, and and just uh, I don't know maybe get a little hammered on on, on the <laughs> the local drinks of choice yeah <clears throat> vodka and yeah so that was <laughs> special yeah dude we have all kinds of psychos and shitbags here so yeah yeah it's, it's like a, a it's a psychotic world yeah it's getting worse some days though that's what sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it really sucks. So, all right, man. So the oh, uh... kind of a downer ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, dude. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't get, uh, you know, kidnapped forever in Russia. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> you know, I gotta say, um, like I said, it was really special doing these these three episodes with you guys. But um, I wish you, you personally, and and your family the best. And of course, same for D Cracks. Yeah. So I just. Yeah, come back sometime and we'll we'll talk Radcliffe's. Yeah, thanks so much. I, I would really appreciate this. I also really appreciate it. Uh, this time was was really cool talking to you. And thanks, uh, yeah, I hope we can do this again. Yeah, um, when that Stay new in Rat contact. when that new Radcliffe's record comes out, you can come on and we'll we'll debut with a couple songs. <laughs> Definitely, let's do this. <laughs> uh, all right, Paul. Well, it's 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 nice chatting with you. Um, like I said, all the best to you and your family, and uh, we'll talk soon, okay? Beautiful. Great. So, see ya. Yeah, I know it doesn't seem so right To be a jet out of